Thank you for tuning in to the WAM Podcast, where women empower women in business and manufacturing. Hi, I'm Linda Regano, co-host of the WAM Podcast. It's an honor to be your host, where I get to introduce listeners to inspiring women who are making a real difference. With our podcast, you'll hear inspirational stories, both personal and professional challenges our guests overcame, how their backgrounds helped to shape who they are today, and how they're empowering others and giving back to their communities, and oftentimes the world. And joining me today, I'm very excited to have Nicole Glenn. Nicole is founder of Candor Expedite, a leading transportation carrier, which we're going to hear all about. And as you're about to hear, Nicole is incredibly bright, passionate, and just a wonderful mentor to so many men and women across the industry. She's also a master juggler. I don't know how she does it, but she has um, three children. She's building a company and uh, and doing tons of volunteer work. But uh, we'll get to hear all about it. And enough from me. Come meet Nicole. Nicole, thank you. Hi, Linda. Thank you for having me today. Oh, I'm, I'm delighted. Very happy to hear all. All we're going to get to all the good stuff. Um, <laughs> so, but let's dive right in. Um, Nicole, you have such an interesting background. Um, if you could maybe just take a minute and share with our listeners, um, you know, uh, you know who you are, where you grew up, all that good stuff, and sure. and some of your early influencers. Sure. So, um, my, again, my name is Nicole Glenn, and like Linda had said, I. Uh, run an expedited transportation company and started it in the year of 2017. So we just had our fourth birthday, which is ah, very exciting. Congratulations. And we are, we are in elevated growth mode right now. So it's, it's going, going, but uh, the story really goes back um, 20, 22 years ago, almost now where I started in logistics. Um, it was just one of those things that I fell into and started just having uh, so much fun with. It was, it's always chaotic and crazy, and it was a great learning experience uh, for me to dive into. I had been a college student working uh, by day and school by night. Um, I worked at uh, a small transportation brokerage and really just hopped in there to start learning how to be an admin. You know, doesn't it seem like how a lot of people start? You, you start off to be an admin and uh, just kept asking for more and more and more. So I had a great journey. I had a lot of great mentors along the way. I worked at some fantastic companies that would really give me the opportunity to ask for more and then execute and give me great critical feedback that I needed to really to really grow in the industry and learn how to run a company. I, I ran companies for other people as well. So um, I was born and raised in Illinois. Yeah, tell us um, about that. Yeah. So I lived in Naperville, uh, Illinois, grew up and was one of the first, there was this great big high school there um, that was built. So I was part of the the first graduating class of a place called Neequa Valley. And so it was a really interesting high school experience, not your typical, typical high school experience, but um, I have a brother and a sister. I'm right in the middle Mm -hmm. of them. So Um, My parents still live in Naperville and uh, we relocated down to Plano, Texas in 2019. Mm. And I brought my three kids along and my husband and love it. I absolutely love it down here. It's fantastic. Now your dad was an engineer and tells, and your mom, your mom also worked. She ran a warehouse he had mentioned. She did. She did. And so did my, my dad worked at a, a big electric company. Um, and that was really his whole career. I watched him do that start off at a, he was a meter reader before I was even born. 
and then just kept climbing the ladder uh, within his his company and w- became very successful at his company and did many different things. He invented products, um, was in purchasing. Um, like like I said, he he had engineering in his background as well. So he'd always come home and tell some interesting stories about the the trials and tribulations of of working in in different roles and working under different people and managing people. So he always had some great insight. And my mom uh, worked at a book company. And so she was always hustle bustle uh, because they would do book fairs. And so she would go through that, those stints where um, she would work till nine, 10, 11 o'clock at night and then manage us, you know, in between, in between that. And then she had summers off. So they were both really strong role models for me um, in, in the working world. It was one of those things. It's like you never saw them miss a day of work. You know, they were always dedicated to what they were doing. And they always taught me that if I wanted to go out there and get more to just either ask for it and go after it. So very inspiring parents. And I don't even think I tell them that enough. So I hope when they listen to this and I'm going to tell them to, uh, to understand that they've really put an imprint on me with that. I went to my dad's retirement party a couple of years ago, I think three years ago now, and to watch all of his coworkers come up to us and, and tell us what just an amazing person and role model he was oh, and how great. much he gave to the company and all the stories. It was just really cool to know that both of them were just passionate about what they had done. Yeah. So it's, it sounds like a strong work ethic is really the uh, one, one of the core values that were instilled in you early on. Yeah. And they, like I said, even as being a high schooler, it was, they didn't just give me everything. You know, I think most kids would get mad at that concept, but I'm so grateful. Um, like even when I turned 16, they, they were like, you know, you want a car, you're going to have to go buy one. So I paid for a car with my own money. And of course they always helped me with things, but they would always like push me a little bit to get some of those things that I wanted. Um, whether that was going in a, in a position or, um, a different type of schooling or whatever that was, you know, they always gave me that go for it mentality. And I, that really helped me throughout my life. That's yeah. That, that is so important. So important. So, so how was you had mentioned early on that the high school was, was a different kind of experience. How so? Well, you have your traditional high school where, you know, there's always upperclassmen and, you know, it's always that awkward freshman uh, phase. Yeah. Our school was, it was built and it, they transitioned students over. So I never had upperclassmen uh, in our school. And I also found the, the love of working at a young age. So when I was 16, I started my first job. So I was, went to school. And by the time I was a senior, I had two jobs and um, you know, obviously went to school. I, I did everything I could to have early dismissal. I got all of my credits and so I was out of there by 10, I think 1030 in the morning. And I had, I had a job that I went to right after. Um, so it was pretty close to six days a week, uh, even at the age of 17, 18, that I was accustomed to. Yeah. So I think that's a pretty non-traditional. Uh, yes, that is definitely non-traditional. <laughs> yeah, for what you hear. I mean, I still got great grades and did all the things I needed to do, but uh, I was really driven by work very, very young. And I was promoted in like these little positions when I worked in retail, I would get uh, a role to do all of the inventory at the store or um, come in and do planogram resets. 
So I'd go into uh, my retail store I worked at at like 5 a.m., help my manager, store manager, it'd be me and her, we'd knock it all out. And then I'd go to school in the morning. So it was, it was always, uh, I guess, part of my DNA to like love to go to work and, and do something. So yeah, absolutely. And, and I bet you were, that's where you really learned to work well under pressure too. I did. And it was also where I had some weird learning lessons on asking for what you want, you know, and kind of understanding your value, even as a younger person, it was, I would do all of those things. And I felt like, all right, it's time that I, I asked for that raise. So even at the age of, I think it was 17, I asked for my first raise. Um, I did not get it. And so <laughs> I, I looked for another job and I put in my notice because I, that was what I was looking to do was, you know, make some additional money. And my manager was like, okay, I, I, I'll, I'll go for it. I'll give it to you. And it was just one of those things. I was nervous and had to like overcome that even at the age of 17. So I very, love that. Very though. interesting, you know, young experience. Yeah. And what, I mean, when you think about it, those are the two hardest things that most professional women face today is asking for what you want, right? Knowing your own worth. And here you are learning this and applying it at 16 years old is amazing. Yeah. I don't know where I got that from. I don't know. A little audacious, I guess, when you're young, you're <laughs> kind of naive and you're just kind of like, all right, let's try this and see what happens. So right. yeah, Nothing. it was a great lesson though. And another thing I, and we've talked about this, I know that, uh, you know, in terms of early influencers, um, you love uh, a particular quote that was from Steve Jobs. You want to tell us about that? Oh, Okay. Okay. We're, okay. Go ahead. So Nicole, yeah. one of the, one of the quotes that you had, uh, had shared with me that you loved most was from Steve Jobs. Tell us about that. Well, Steve Jobs had, had put it out there that the only way that you can do good work is to love what you do. And I have been so fortunate in my career to love what I do. I can honestly say there have been days uh, where I'm like, holy cow, shut the door and and be quiet in here because there's, you know, craziness and transportation. But I never dread Sunday night. I never go, oh, my gosh, I have to work in the morning tomorrow. Um, and, and I've seen that because and I see it through really my teammates that that work for us as when they are passionate and they feel like they are a part of something and they they love it. They produce great results. Yeah, absolutely. And that has, that has definitely uh, been an inspiring thing for me. And I, and I, I feel lucky to have that. And I know it's, it's part of um, buying into something that you're doing, but I, I feel very lucky because I don't think most people can say that not true and true. You know, they may be happy with the position for a period of time, but I genuinely love the chaos of it, the problem solving, and the people, the part of it, because when I had uh, been in a role before, I was a, a sales leader and I should say just a sales representative to start. And I fell in love with meeting people and, you know, trying to help them and, and bring in solutions and kind of save the day because I, I handle critical expedited shipping. Mm-hmm. So the save the day chaos was always fun to me. Yeah, you're a hero. Yeah. Yeah. You <laughs> feel like it sometimes. Um, and then I, I went into a, a role where my owner at the time had asked me, he's like, let's have you step in and be more of the executive, 
uh, part of part of our company. And I really hesitated at first because I had been trained to, you know, be a little greedy, be a little selfish in the in the selling role. Mm-hmm. And so I went, I don't know if I really want to do that. I'm having a great time. I'm traveling. I'm meeting people. But I did it. I, you know, I was like, you know what? This is a great experience to do this. And I think it's a uh, a way to really improve my career and take it to the next level. So hesitantly, I did that. And it took a little bit. It took a couple mm-hmm. of months. But I started developing more trust with my team because I was a successful sales rep. So the trust was already there. Mm-hmm. Um, but then walking in and kind of leading the group, it was really easy to, to further those relationships with my team. And I got to watch people flourish and grow and apply themselves. And I watched this company go from a small company of eight people to plus a hundred. Yeah. And it was such an exciting thing for me to do. And it just shows that when you get a group or, and yourself love what you do, I mean, it, the world's your, you can, you, you can do whatever you want, right. uh, because you're always going to be putting your best foot forward for the greater good of not just yourself, but the whole concept of it. And it, right. and it just yields great results. Yeah. No, it's exciting because it's bigger than you. It's, it's, it's everyone. Yeah. So Nicole, but you had, I mean, you've been, your career track is, is, is interesting because you've always been in logistics or, or, or oriented logistics oriented roles. Um, tell us about um, your experience. You had started a company, Cherry Logistics, um, which then led you to Candor. Can you talk about that journey and and, sure. and then Candor? I actually thought when I went to Cherry Logistics that I was not going to be in transportation for a minute. So I thought it was a very interesting dynamic there. Um, just two different sides of the brokerage world. And this was based upon really facilities. And I sit down my first day and my boss, my owner, who I was close with, had me reporting to someone else. And so I sit down with this gentleman and he's like, go start the logistics side. And I was like, oh, that's what's (laughs) happening. Okay. I thought, and I had had in-depth conversations with the person that I thought I was working for uh, to do that. And so I, I started this small. I mean, obviously it was myself and I had to apply for all of the certifications to become a a transportation company. And I was there about 11 months and I learned a lot because I went into, this company had a lot more experienced leaders. Mm -hmm. So I was able to sit at the round table, even though they were on a totally different facet of business than I was, I got to learn a lot on how, how things work and, um, further my, my knowledge of, of just different companies, because I'd been in one for so long. I think I was almost at the previous company was there for nine years. So I was like dredged into that culture and how we, how we did things. And so walking into this brand new concept was like a little foreign to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it made me realize that I was ready to, to take a leap and, and take a jump and, and go do something on my own. I I started presenting to my business owner. I even said to him, I go, Hey, what if we started, uh, or I started a spinoff to this brokerage and it was an asset based company. And, you know, we can talk about figuring out how that would work. So it's not a true conflict of interest. And he shot me down. Uh, (laughs) but I actually presented the name candor expedite to him at Uh that time. So it was prior to 
to even going in business, that was a com- the company name that I had wanted to establish. So mm-hmm. I decided to take that leap. Um, I was just seeing some things in, in the company that I was not very, I didn't like very much. And, and my mm-hmm. reputation and everyone's reputations in logistics is just so critical to to run a clean slate and keep your carriers and your customers' um, interests first. So mm-hmm. there was just some rockiness. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.